You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the Fretzelmania podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, literally anywhere else you can find your podcast. So why not leave me a one-star review? And yeah, also my Facebook page, uh, Fretzelmania, you know, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. And also... Sundays, you can find me on Wrestle Addict Radio on the Game Changer podcast with good brother Nate the F and Great at Real F and Game. Give him a follow. Give Addict underscore Wrestle a follow as well. Uh, we're building quite an awesome network of people there with um, not <clears throat> not your mama soap opera with Jeff Hamachio with the Gift of Podcast with Mance Chapel, the Kings of the Rings podcast with with Ricky, Will, and Kate, as well as the Fourth Wall WrestleCast with Johnny Smarks, JC Bones, and Doc Haas. Give all these podcasts and and people a follow. They are all amazing ooses and friends, and they deliver quality and hilarious uh, wrestling content. So, folks, stomping grounds. WWE, you bamboozled us. Uh, seemingly a crappy card, a crappy name for a pay-per-view. I mean, stomping grounds. I'm like, wait, are you going to be in New York or Connecticut? No, you're in Tacoma, Washington. In Washington, home state of content creator, John Ritland. Real honesty with John Ritland on YouTube with him and the Durbinator. There are also some, some quality folks to follow there. Um, okay. And the, the, uh, the logo there, it looked like something out of like a lugs or a, uh, some kind of Mark's work warehouse or a boot commercial, but Hey, they delivered a quality card. I mean, there was a questionable decision in the main event, which I'm going to get to. Uh, honestly, I thought it was kind of funny, but moving on. I'm going to just start right away into the Cruiserweight Championship match with Tony Nese defending against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak in a triple threat match. Just, my my goodness, this is just go, 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 spot, spot, spot. The in-ring chemistry between these three was perfect. You had the high-flying and stiff style of Nese and Tozawa. You had Gulak's uh, power and technicality like he reminds me of like Dean Malenko and a young Kurt Angle uh, especially with his um his former PowerPoint gimmick just he reminded me of like a young dorky early Kurt Angle from like 99 and early 2000s uh oh my goodness we just had all these crazy spots we had Gulak like he can lift these guys up in a torture rack and that's that's a hard thing to do. So we had the pace was was go go go. The high there was all these high spots were memorable. I I, I can't name them all. I can't sit here and talk talk you know, talk them all about them. But the the spot of the match was uh, Gulak had the Gulak the like a 
uh, dra- like a dragon sleeper with a guillotine choke on Nice. And you see Tezawa just fly in out of nowhere like an RKO with the senton bomb. Uh, nice was sent to the outside, and Gulak lands the Torturac Neckbreaker on Tezawa for the 1-2-3. And we have a new Cruiserweight Champion. Honestly, I didn't think they were going to give the title to Gulak. I mean, he should have been champion last year. Like, he should have won it at SummerSlam over Cedric. This guy has just been hard work. You, you can see it in the ring. I mean, he's had some amazing matches against you know people like Tony Nese. I mean, he coming from when he was a lackey to uh, to Enzo Amore when he was the cruiserweight champion. Uh, yeah, I, I want to forget that, but he's like Gula. I like, like, I'm Drew Gulak. Where's my Where are my ghouls at? Like, ah, uh, okay, you're good. Uh, last week on the Game Changer, I had a theory about uh, 205 Live and. Mike and Maria Canellas being like the Triple H and Stephanie of 205 Live, eventually ousting uh, Drake Maverick as the general manager. I still think that's going to happen, and I still think Canellas is going to get the title, but you have Gulak here. I mean, SummerSlam, let's just do Gulak versus Chad Gable. Let's make that the Cruiserweight title feud, and then Canellas, like after that. Uh, I hope Gulak gets a nice a nice long run with the title and yeah, just start, just start the feud with Chad Gable immediately. Excuse me while I sip my cup of coffee. So it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I just woke up because night shift. So coming up next, we have opening the show for the raw women's championship, Becky Lynch against Lacey Evans, uh, Evans was getting the you can't wrestle chance from the crowd. I mean that 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 is a bit okay. I, I'm just gonna say something like I, I don't think Lev, Evans is that good in the ring, but chanting that I, I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, it's like yeah, I agree with you, but I'm not gonna say it, but I just did crap. Uh, anyways, uh Evans is great on the mic. She can cut a promo. She's good at being that sassy Southern belle and cutting a faker accent. And then, then Lorna's Russian accent. Uh, I can't do impressions. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Lynch carried this match. I mean, she was loudly calling some spots. Uh, it was a bit clunky, you know, with the right coach and the right. Uh, attitude, you know, Evans, she, she can be a force to be reckoned with in the women's division. I think it's, it's early in her career. She can still improve. I mean, look at, see, look at the likes of uh, Trish Stratus's first matches in the WWE. They were bad. And then eventually she became one of the best women in ring performers of, well, the generation that I was watching. I mean, of any generation, even. Um, I don't know. We have, like, crazy um, like crazy workers like Kari Sane and Asuka and Xia Lee and, and uh, Candice LeRae and all these people. But, hey, Trish, she was a, a game changer. I said it, Nate. I'm allowed. I'm on that podcast. Um, so we saw a spot that reminded me a little bit of the Nasty Boys. Um, 
and when I met Brian Nobbs at Comic-Con, very, very nice guy, by the way. Very, thank you. Very nice. He made fun of my NWO shirt. Then I went and talked to him about the Heart Foundation and Legion of Doom. Good times. Um, so we saw a spot that, that was like the pit stop from the Nasty Boys. She wiped her armpits with her handkerchief and tossed it onto Lynch. And then that's when Lynch went into her zone and snapped like Ken Shamrock. Uh, Lynch proceeded to take said sweaty napkin and shove it down Evan's throat. That was the mandible claw. That, that was the mandible claw. Oh, the man, mandible claw. Oh, there's a new finisher, along with the manhandle, the rock bottom. Like, oh, 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 Becky. <laughs> that's that's a bad name. So, you know, a couple of near falls, and then finally Lynch applied the disarm her to get Lacey to instantly tap out. Uh, some would think that would, uh, that would damage her credibility. But if you're in the middle of the ring and you're not going to get out of it, why not just get the pain over with like that right away so you don't have to be so sore tomorrow? Uh, I don't know if this feud's going to go on. I, I mean, Raw is full of, uh, of women who can be r- right into the title picture. I mean, well, every roster is, I mean, technically wild card, you know, I am a genius. Yeah. There's women in the, in the entire WWE who could have a great feud with Becky Lynch. Uh, honestly, I hope it's not Charlotte. No offense to Charlotte. I love, I love her heel work. She is great at being a cocky bitch, but why not get, you know, Becky versus Naomi. There's a feud. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I, I think this is still going to go on, and we'll see. Yeah. So backstage, we had Paul Heyman meeting with Baron Corbin, teasing, you know, the obvious call of, hey, what if Brock Lesnar's the referee? Like, if you keep hanging around my – and then he says to uh, whatever – I forget – I'm sorry, I forget the name of the backstage person. He's like, if you keep hanging around my locker room – you may you may make me think you're here for something more than an interview. Oh, HR is going to have a field day with that one, Baron. So next we had Ke- Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Biggie and Xavier Woods from the New Day. Team Cami, I mean, stop with that name. The Yep Movement, remember that? That was awesome. Yeah, former former foes and former. Friends are friends again. Uh, you know, this match didn't have that much of a storyline build. It was just, you know, hey, let's have a tag team match because that one time Kevin Owens joined the New Day and then turned his back on them. And there was just Xavier Woods getting the instant attack. We saw Xavier Woods eat four super kicks and a blue thunder bomb and a frog splash from Owens. Uh, and I think there was a swanton bomb in there, maybe. Uh, but Woods kicked out of a bunch of pin attempts. Uh, Big E eventually got in and did that frightening 
spear through the ropes where it looks like he always lands right on his noggin. Dude, he, <laughs> look, look at the size of Big E doing a spear through the ropes. Uh, oh, it's it's frightening. I don't want to see like a Darren Drozdov kind of kind of situation here. Please, please be careful, and or please stop. You know, Owens tripped Woods from the top rope, connected with a stunner. There was a near fall of the pop up power bomb earlier, but Stunner called. I mean, KO Stunner back God. It, in one spot in the match, I have to highlight because I just saw it here on a on a GIF. Xavier Woods had Big E on his shoulders, a la Doomsday Device, to use Big E to splash Sammy. That boy is strong. He is strong. My goodness. Next up, the United States Championship with Rick O'Shea. Pew! Defending against Samoa Joe. Now, this was first uh, Ricochet's first crack at a WWE championship. The former North American champion. I believe he was a former Lucha Underground. Uh, was it Gift of the Gods champion? Uh, hey, Nate, the effing great. Help me out here, buddy. Um, anyways, Ricochet, the former Prince Puma on the main roster. I hope that this is a sign of great things to come for him. So we had just Joe beating him from post to post, just absolutely railing him, you know, Uranagi this, a couple of attempts at the at the Coquina clutch. We had uh, we had Ricochet just landing all these high flying moves in the code breaker. Uh, Ricochet slipped out of the Coquina clutch doing the whole uh, the Bret Hart Steve Austin or the Bret Hart Roddy Piper finish from WrestleMania 8 and Survivor Series 96 respectively. Uh, watch those finishes and you'll know what I mean. Uh, we just see all these spots. We see Ricochet gets, gets the early advantage. We see Joe getting knocked off the rope and then Ricochet landing the 630 to become the new United States champion. Whoa. Ricochet is the new United States champion in a move I didn't think I was going to see tonight. Uh, honestly, I thought a moment like this was going to happen at SummerSlam. But I am happy for Ricochet. It is awesome to see him get just get the rub right away. Uh, after the win, we see him going backstage. He's getting... Hugged and congratulations by his peers, by people like the club and Seth Rollins. Heavy Machinery, whose music hits, and they're on their way out to their next match for the Tag Team Championship. And you see Triple H just give his boy a nice little pat and get a good pop from the crowd. Oh, Papa H, NXT's dad. And eventually I think he'll be the dad of WWE Um, whenever Vince retires or passes away, like, there was a thing that Moxley said in his interview with Jericho that he's going to die in the chair. And I think it's true. I mean, I know, I know people like that uh, who just put everything into their work and would probably die at work. Um, so yeah, that was a huge ovation for Ricochet, a great, 
great sign of things to come, I hope. I mean, I think he can be a main event player. And I like that he's kind of using like a code breaker like move because, well, Ricochet, I think, is only about three or four years younger than me. I'm I'm 35. And eventually a move like the 630, it'll take its toll. Like I'm looking at Akira Tozawa thinking like, dude, that senton bomb is going to do number on your back. I mean, it's been 20 years now since I've had my, my spinal fusion. I have uh, metal uh, fused to my entire spine because I had scoliosis. And then, you know, you take bone chips out of the pelvis and put them in a couple of vertebrae. Uh, I'm going to have a story about that when I review King of the Ring 99 with Nate this week. So that was just a bit of a sneak peek. But my goodness, like th- these moves are just killer on your spine. And I'm, and I'm kind of glad that uh, Ricochet seems to be finding like, it, it's like a backup. I mean, Jushin Thunder Liger hasn't used the Shooting Star Press as a finisher since the 90s. And, you know, now he's been putting, well, I think ever since the 80s, he's been putting away people with the Liger bomb, but that's kind of like his his other finisher in No Mercy. So next, we you know, we had backstage, after all these congratulations, we had Ricochet running into one AJ Styles. And immediately I got excited. Not like that, but um, I'll see you Monday. So tonight on Monday Night Raw, this is Monday, June 24th. By the time you hear this, the match will probably have already taken place. How good was that match? Or, damn it, I wish the bar didn't interfere. Oh, please don't. No, why did I just say that? So if we get this as a title feud, AJ Styles and Ricochet, uh, just put it right in my veins. Yes. Next, we had the aforementioned SmackDown Tag Team Championship with Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the Planet's Champions, defending against Heavy Machinery. Bryan got the babyface reaction because in his, he's in his home state. Uh, Aberdeen, Washington is just a stone's throw from Tacoma. So no matter what, Bryan was getting cheered and Rowan was getting cheered by proxy. Pardon me. Now, Heavy Machinery have been baby faces, have been getting very, very popular and positive reactions on TV. But if you're going up against the hometown guy, you're going to get booed. I mean, back in the day, uh, Edge would be getting the hometown pop against John Cena, despite the fact Edge was a dastardly heel with uh, with Lita. You uh, come to Toronto, no matter what, like, you're everyone from Toronto is going to get cheered over insert other person here uh bobby rude sean spears edge christian uh you name it i mean it's it's gonna happen it's like like any hometown like stone cold in texas getting cheered and the rock getting booed i mean that's that's just the way it is so i'm glad that otis and tucker did not win the titles here they are legitimate contenders and i think they will be the next smackdown tag team champions just just not yet we had a fantastic back and forth match. We had Rowan, who I think he's a little bit better than people give him credit for. Uh, he's certainly gotten better over the past five years, but yeah, it's it was interesting to see him, you know, showcasing his power game. Once him and Tucker 
I mean, when, once him and Otis faced off, okay, we're, we're in for something here because Otis, he's a he's a big boy. He's like a former power he, something in powerlifting or something with throwing or something. He's been like a national champion for in the states, I think. Uh, we had just go. We had a go, go, go. We had the flying knee from the top rope by Daniel Bryan. My goodness. Uh, we had, you know, Bryan scoring this sneaky roll up on Tucker for the victory. We had just, this was kind of a car crash match. And I kind of liked it. I really hope Heavy Machinery just absolutely kills it and get and gets a run with the titles. Next in the SmackDown SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defending against Alexa Bliss, who came out with Nikki, and we just had you know Nikki kind of being like a, a lackey, in a way relegated to a lackey to to Nikki Cross, which yeah okay I'll take it, uh, and there was just you know Bailey went for a suicide dive, but Bliss pulled Cross in front of her to absorb the impact. I wonder how that's going to play out on TV. Uh, we had Bailey just going full on like Ken Shamrock here. Uh, you know, Bliss went for the the Sparkle Splash, the Twisted Bliss, whatever, I, whatever oh, she used to call it, Sparkle Splash. Oh, the Twisted Bliss from the top rope and knees. Bailey hit the Bailey to Bailey. Bailey to Bailey. Say that ten times fast. For the win, and you know Bailey pushed down Cross and talked trash on the way up the ramp, as uh, Nikki Nikki uh, consoled her in the ring. Now Bailey's she's getting a little heelish, I think. I mean, I thought it'd be impossible to to turn Bailey heel. I mean, I think the one way you can do it is have um. Shout out to Izzy, have her in the crowd, and then you know Bailey's doing a thing, and then you know, she like blows her off or something. But maybe that's how you debut Izzy on the main roster if she decides to uh, pursue professional wrestling. There's your t- there's your title feud. Uh, I'm going to take a quick non-commercial commercial break here and discuss the last little bit of the card. Stay tuned, folks. And welcome back, folks. Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre. Uh, we had Shane McMahon being uh, involved here again. This was a rematch from... From WrestleMania, uh, which I thought was a fairly good match. I mean, this was Roman. I think it was Roman Reigns' first singles match back from from leukemia. Or uh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was it was before this. Anyways, we had, uh, yeah, uh, right away we had Re- Roman Reigns just fly over the top rope onto onto the guys. Like, uh, my goodness, like. Talk about Superman. That is the Superman spot. I mean, Roman Reigns was getting a little bit of uh, of the booze, but that's just because it, it happens. I mean, Cena went through the same thing. Uh, yeah, you're going up against Shane, though. You're you're going to get a pop, anyways. You know, the match began hot. You know, as I said, with that aforementioned top rope spot. On to McIntyre. Uh, he is chasing McMahon into the crowd. McIntyre hitting a, uh, a superplex 
And, you know, Reigns went into the announce table with the Alabama Slam. McMahon uh, came in and prevented a pin <clears throat> following a spear. I'm like, hey, uh, disqualification much? Uh, so we had, you know, ref bump, uh, McMahon hitting the, the Van Terminator, the coast to coast. Uh, and, you know, of course, Roman Reigns kicked out of it because well, it's it's just a drop kick. I mean, they treat the coast to coast like it's death, but the only reason it was death is because Rob Van Dam used a chair to drop kick into the face of his opponent because it was treated as like a super, super death move or a fatality in Mortal Kombat or like one of those uh, critical moves in Fire Pro Wrestling World. Uh, it's a missile drop kick and it's ice think it's impressive that McMahon at Shane McMahon in his what 50s late 40s he can still deliver that move I mean I gotta give him props for that I mean he nailed the shooting star press at um what was it no way not no way out what's the February pay-per-view now elimination chamber <clears throat> yeah that's impressive I don't need to see his stupid potato face on TV every week. Go away, Shane. But I think SummerSlam, uh, it's going to be Roman versus Shane at SummerSlam again. Uh, hopefully, Drew McIntyre is relegated into a title feud. Please, for the love of God, please. Uh, Superman punch, spear. Uh, there we go. Uh, Roman wins. Backstage, they're all talking trash, and and you know Shane. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a handicap match on Monday Night Raw tonight with Shane and Drew versus Roman. Uh, someone's going to come out and help Roman. I mean, Seth Rollins, former Shield brother. Uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to see someone come out and even up the odds, and I think this will set up uh, McIntyre into the Universal Title mix. Or does this fit Brock Lesnar, Mr. Monster in the Bank? Well, I'm going to have a quick theory about that before I go on to the championship matches here. Remember when Seth Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania? Brock Lesnar is going to cash in on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Boom. Mic drop, except I'm not dropping this mic because it's brand new and you'll hear all sorts of sounds. You can probably hear my chair creaking. This mic picks up everything. <clears throat> WWE Championship match, Kofi Kingston against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, now this, this match had a very, very creative finish and I'll, I'll get into it here. We had just a whole whack of spots. We had we had a cage. We just recently had a cage match between the Miz and Shane McMahon. Uh, you could space out your gimmicky matches, but I'm fine with it. I mean, if this is the the whole Dolph Ziggler it should have been me kind of spot, well, okay, sure. Uh, Kingston appeared to have the match won at some point. You know, Ziggler super kicked him into the open door, uh, which produced a dive to prevent Kingston from calling out. We had 
Oh, wait, no, that was the finish. I'm I'm reading my notes here. Uh, anyways, this was just a great back and forth match. Uh, I didn't see the steel cage used a lot as a weapon or something to be whipped into. Maybe I wasn't paying too much attention because I was, uh, at this point, I was getting getting ready for work. Uh, I didn't see the, the main event, and I think kind of thankfully. Uh, these two, it's one. I think it's the most worked match in WWE TV history. Uh, they won titles off each other. They've had constant uh, you know, pay-per-view matches, whether they were in um, like singles matches or or Survivor Series matches, or um, uh, uh, tag teams, or or, or whatever, or just random matches on TV. I mean, this is more than Cena Orton. I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm not saying it's a good thing either. These two can put on a good match against each other in their sleep, and I can only imagine there was only like 10 times as many uh, of their matches on house shows, and like Ziggler, fantastic in-ring performer, always has been. I just think he's just he's just cursed with one of the weirdest and least and least attractive names in the male language, like Dol- Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. That is such a weird name. I mean, Nick Demeth, I think so, it sounds a lot better. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, we had just a. A wacky back and forth match. We had the finish where, you know, Ziggler was crawling out out of the door. Which why don't we have more cage matches where that's the only way to win was via escape, not pinfall. Uh, and and you know, Kofi sees that he has this window or door of opportunity to to literally jump out of, and he does hopping over the like Ziggler was like crawling he was at his hands were on the steps he was there uh and then kofi just flies over top of him risking injury to himself and yeah he retains and i'm just like this is where i was predicting uh, bray wyatt was going to show up uh, because now that i think he, he wasn't going to show up in the main event not 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 at all i mean in the baron corbin match excuse me coffee um, but in a way, I'm glad he didn't. We had New Day coming up to celebrate. Uh, Charlie Caruso was, uh, interviewing and they got her to dance, which was just adorable. <laughs> uh, I love Charlie. She is awesome. So we had a decent match, but Kofi can move on to something else. And I know there was an alleged leaked Extreme Rules card, which had Kofi defending against Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Kevin Owens, awesome. Okay, I'm there. But why put Dolph back in? Dolph's great. And I mean, I think he he should have had his run. But it was cut short by his concussions and his injuries, like when he cashed in on Del Rio. And then maybe they didn't want to take the risk just in case something else would pop up, which is understandable. But... Yeah, th- this is a guy that, and he and he's faked out retirements more times than Ric Flair. Like you know, you win the United States title, and then you just leave it in the middle of the ring to vacate it, and then you're back a month later at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, no. Anyways, I hope they both move on to something better. 
Uh, I don't know if Ziggler's contract is up or if he's going to leave the WWE soon and do his comedy, which is good. I highly recommend checking it out. I've seen some highlights on YouTube. He's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, Kofi, move on to something else. Maybe Kevin Owens. Maybe, maybe Bray Wyatt. Let him in. Or Sami Zayn. Anything. So next in the main event, we had the Universal Championship match with Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. And this was, you know, Baron Corbin was going to appoint a special guest referee. Uh, this has been like the main focal point of this feud. Uh, every time a referee is coming out, Seth Rollins has just wailed them with a chair. And then he's just like, I'm going to do the same thing to whoever you pick. And who does he pick? Lacey Evans. Now, I was going to react so negatively to this when I found out. Uh, I mean, this is this is the point where I was already at work. I was doing some office work, and I decided just to curiously see what the what the deal was. I was going to react so negatively to this, then I just realized Baron Corbin is a genius, pal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Every referee. Appointed referee, be it EC3, Eric Young, uh, KO and Sammy, or whoever, they've been wailed on and abused and hit with chairs. It can't hit a lady, Seth. So she, immediately I knew exactly what was going to happen. Like this was going to be uh, Lacey Evans being screwy, and out comes Becky Lynch to even the odds. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, we had uh, Evans playing the heel referee, you know, inconsistent pinfall counts, uh, changing stipulations twice, but which I don't think the referee can do. I mean, if you remember the finish to WrestleMania 15, it's just like only the commissioner or the general manager or the uh, – wait, 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 wait. Guys, fans, girls, ladies, uh, um, preferred pronouns, we are the authority. So we can decide whether this match is no DQ or not, or we can appoint the referee. We could all be referees and kind of tackle each other like the 24-7 rule. Anyways... We had screwy finish, screwy finish. Uh, Seth Rollins hits a Falcon Arrow, and Lacey refuses to count. And Seth is just gets in her face. She's like, like, what the hell? Slap. And then looks at her again. Slap. And out comes her, his real-life girlfriend, the man, Becky Lynch, to come up. And even the odds, we had... You know, at some point in time, there was a near fall, uh, which actually I think this set up the the Becky Lynch interference spot. Low blow by Lacey, end of days by Baron. I'm like, oh my god, we're going to see a new Universal Champion. Ba Love him or hate him, Baron Corbin has been a very effective heel on WWE TV. I'm coming around to him, but I'm at Universal Champion though. Maybe in maybe US. Maybe feud with Ricochet. No, 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 no. Oh, don't feud with Ricochet. Don't become the U.S. champion off him, please. Um, so then 
John Cone is uh, is uh, in the ring as the referee. Kind of, I think he was also the same referee in in the Super Showdown match. Uh, he took over after after the ladies brawled to the back. Uh, end of days countered into a super kick and a stomp. And Seth Rollins mercifully retains his title. Lynch and Rollins embrace and celebrate in the ring. Now, Lacey Evans revealed that was hilarious and clever, and it completely trolled the crowd. I mean, they were they were pissed. I mean, they were chanting, "This is stupid," AEW, uh, etc. I was like that at first, and then. I slept on it, literally. I mean, I came home from work this morning and I looked at the results. I watched a couple of YouTube reviews of it, like What Culture and Cultaholic, maybe a bit of Brian Zane. And some of the some of these guys were they they were taking the piss out of it. They were they were not not having it. And I'm just like, that is so clever. That is so funny. That is so smart. But also. Damn you, Baron Corbin. Damn you, WWE. You didn't go with the obvious choice, but... (laughs) Uh, Anyways, this overall pay-per-view, I might give that somewhere in the range of a a B-plus to a B-minus or a B-average. Somewhere in there, B-Queen B. Uh, I'll give it five Queen Bs out of five. What's up, Kate? How you doing? Um... So that is it for me today, folks. Uh, keep your ears out on Wrestle Attic Radio on the Rant with Ant feed for the Game Changer podcast on Sundays. Uh, Nate and I were going to record this week and review King of the Ring 1999. As for me on this show, after I review King of the Ring 99, I am going to rebook. Excuse me, King of the Ring. 1999. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at the legendary JF. Follow Wrestle Addict Radio and Nate the F and Great at Addict underscore Wrestle and Real F and Game. And oh, go to my pinned tweet on Twitter and donate to the Toronto Sick Kids Hospital Bleeding Disorders Fund. I am doing a eight kilometer walk run. The morning of SummerSlam on August 11th. Uh, no, I'm not going to SummerSlam in nearby Toronto. Uh, that's why I'm not going. It's for it's for this thing, and it's going to raise money for kids like my niece who have a bleeding disorder. Just if you want more details, just DM me on on Twitter or Facebook Messenger me, or if you're in Canada and you have my number, text me, and we'll I'll get in touch with you. So thank you guys. I love you all. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Hashtag we the north.